this is going to be the podcast take three. Uh, we are on with me today. Thanks so much for agreeing to chat. Uh, to kick us off, do you mind introducing yourself to the rest of Endeavor? Sure, sure. My name is Mide Alonga. Um, I just recently joined as a, an Endeavor manager in the Nigerian office. Uh, about what, three months in now? So it's going pretty well. It's really exciting. Great team here in Nigeria. Get, I hear a lot of shout outs from um, Linda and Global about the Nigerian team. So I'm always usually excited about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, now, so it just means the stakes are high. <laughs> yeah, no, now, now you guys like, live up to that. Um, where were you before you joined Endeavor? Yeah, I was at a company called Private Sector Health Alliance. Uh, it really is um, uh, an, a coalition of private sector companies in Nigeria. Um, the leaders of the major banks, telcos, the founders all came together to set up an innovation fund for the healthcare system in Nigeria. And so they really set up a fund to invest in um, healthcare startups um, that could potentially help to improve the healthcare system in the country. Um, and it was pretty interesting because it's, it's it was a corporate-led sort of innovation fund where the banks, FMCGs, telcos all put money to get into a fund. And they were using that money to sort of invest in healthcare startups, you know, healthcare entrepreneurs. And with and, and the, the assumption was that, right, if um, Nigeria, just like every other African country has been getting so much sort of investments or funding into, you know, or donations to help improve the healthcare system, but there had been zero progress. Um, from what 20 years ago to now. So the assumption was that, you know, if if we then use that money right into investing in startups that could come up with great technology innovations, maybe we could then see, you know, a better healthcare system for Nigerians. So that sounds pretty awesome, which makes me curious as to why you decided to join Endeavor. Yeah, so at the time, at the time when I joined, I just finished my, my master's from Harvard at the time. And I was moving and I wanted to sort of move from Boston back to um, back to Nigeria. And, and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do or how, but I knew I wanted to sort of work with youths, work with startups. And so um, healthcare was really, you know, um, a means to an end because I knew that I wanted to help in providing impact. And when you talk about impact, healthcare is usually at the forefront of that. Um, and so I certainly was sort of a way from sort of get back into the African ecosystem, but, um, and also with healthcare, I guess for me, you could, you know, the, the, the impact was a little bit more tangible. And I say that to say, well, saving a life is really what's in that. That's the only way you track whether you're doing well or not. Right. Um, and so after doing that for about what, uh, four to five years, um, I sort of now wanted to move beyond healthcare because, um, um, I don't, I don't have a healthcare background, and and I sort of wasn't targeting healthcare, but now I wanted to sort of be able to provide it for like beyond healthcare, healthcare, energy, fintech companies, and things like that. So that's really was more around sort of the sector, and then secondly, um, the scale, right? So the scale of companies that we're working with were a lot more earlier stage, and I wanted to start working with a lot of the the later stage companies as well. Now, for those of you who don't know, we're actually in the middle of a pandemic. Um, <laughs> people may have heard. And so the whole like interviewing and onboarding experience, I imagine, is not the typical one. So like, 
how was it trying to, did you guys interview remotely? Did you ever meet the team? Um, and then we'll get into onboarding. Yeah, so the, the interview the interview process was, uh, to be very honest, I think it was a blessing in disguise, right? Um, because it sort of made it a little bit more comfortable to go through the interview process, right? Compared to the past, you know, having to go into an office, you know, you know, all suited up, trying to like, you know, you know, um, make sure like even your your body language looks perfect, right? Um, and so for this time, being able to do interviews in the comfort of of, of of my house was pretty interesting because it gave me more time to prepare for the interviews. But even beyond that, just you know, be more comfortable. And so the whole process was all done remotely um, um, through through Zoom calls um, with the the Nigerian office, and also I also had um, to interview with the, um, the Kenyan office as well. Um, so it was pretty interesting, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I really like enjoy the process, and I think when I speak to other people that also went through the process as well, um, for me to, I mean, when I mean when I mean by that is interviewing remotely, they said it was pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, All right, so onboarding is a difference. Right. <laughs> oh, okay, so so I want to get to onboarding. I want to get to like the regional aspect, but I think the most important question right now is, at any point during the interview process, did you wear pajama bottoms? you ever just be like, you know, you're rocking slippers? See, you know, what I always say is, I mean, the, 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 the top half was always presentable, right? right. <laughs> the bottom half, I was, I was always in like slides and, 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 and shorts, right? But, but I always like, because I actually like to dress up. So I always feel sort of more comfortable uh. with like a, a proper shirt. Um, and I'm pretty sure even now, um, um, in the Nigerian office, they're going to be like, why is Omide always in like a corporate <laughs> shirt? <laughs> oh, all right. Since people can't see this now, but I'm just, uh, I'm honestly rocking like my Paw Patrol sweatpants. Um, mm -hmm. But let's move on to, to the onboarding. So mm -hmm. what was it like being onboarded remotely? Onboarding was, I, I'd say it was a lot tougher. It was a lot tougher for several reasons. Um, one, um, First of all, I think anyone onboarding into Endeavor is probably, you know, probably a little bit more complicated than than regular, just because there's just so much, so much going on in different countries with different um, um, scopes. But um, there's, it's, it's. I know it's very structured. However, you hear people say it's not very structured. But you know, coming from where I was coming from, where I sort of had to develop structure, there's quite a lot of you know framework structure in Endeavor that could be easily picked up on. And so for me, the onboarding, I, you know, from the earlier stage, Aloha had to just tell me, look, just take your time, man, because there's gonna be a lot that you're gonna need to get in and just try and make sure you don't overwhelm yourself because at the end of the day, you know, you wanna ensure you, you gain all this knowledge organically. So I spent a lot of my time, right? Um, I'm just reading and watching the videos. Um, so uh, Aloha had sort of made an onboarding checklist for me. And I had to go through each one of them, which which all of it started from even just meeting you know, or being introduced to the accounts locally, but even also to the global team. I had one-on-one um, -on -one meetings with different people virtually. Um, also, I was sort of able to get into like brand folder to see some of the, the contents that's there, but even a lot of the videos that are available um, on open as well. And so it was pretty interesting, right? The whole process for me, but I did at the end of the day, um, it took me time, right? It got to a point where, um, 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 when, when I'm sort of like trying to look through my day and see what I'm doing, 
And then like weeks later, I'm still talking about onboarding and everyone's looking at me like, are you really still onboarding like two months after? <laughs> I remember when I, when I joined, like it took me three to six months to understand what the hell was going on in the weekly meeting. Like there was like SORs and LSPs and ISPs and I was like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. This isn't English. Yeah. Uh, do you feel as though you've got the Endeavor lingo now after three months? You said what? Do, do you feel like you have the Endeavor lingo down? You know, the, 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 the lingo is one thing, the context. I think I'm, I'm better fit with the context now. The lingo is still what I'm still sort of picking up on, right? Um, All right, um, since we're going to do a live test right now. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> no, go ahead. Right, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Go on. Go on. Go on. No, I don't, no, no. Shoot, I don't actually have a test right now. Mm. You caught me. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. What what I will say is this: like I said, um, um, I pretty, I pretty like like Joanne Endeavor has been pretty cool. Um, I think I've sort of um been 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 the time was just perfect for me. I think I like to say I'm lucky, right? Because I've been here for what's going on three months now, and you know, everyone's every you know, since I joined, everyone's been asking me like, "How are you enjoying it?" And I just keep saying, "I, I really like it." Um, and and when I think about, you know, when I first moved back into Nigeria, it's aligns with it very strongly. And I think that's sort of what, what makes me feel sort of happy about, you know, working. And I, and I can only be, get more excited about the work, the work to do. Um, but beyond that, I also have a general passion, right? It's just for um, Nigeria, for Africa. And so it sort of, I'm super, super excited to always work with, with startups, but even beyond that, work with, other countries and other markets to try and provide a better impression of the continent and also, you know, you know provide a better understanding of what's going on locally, but even how, how we can make, make more impact globally. So it's pretty cool. Um, but beyond that, like the LSPs, ISPs, those have been like interests because I've already gotten into like, you know, the thing about a virtual one is that you can actually observe, right? And I've observed what's two ISPs in, you know, Within the space of what two months, and 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 you know, I've worked on one local selection panel as well, um, which is pretty super exciting as well. And I, I want to follow up on one of the things that you mentioned, which is like the regional approach. And I'm curious, within the first three months, uh, how many different offices have you interacted with so far? So so far, I've interacted with um, the office in Egypt, Kenya, um, Tunisia, um, and South Africa, and Morocco. Morocco and South Africa, it's pretty interesting, yeah. Yeah, from like a region. I think that's the entire continent. Yeah, 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 because it's it's super, it's like I said, it's it's, it's super interesting. And, and some, it's sometimes it's like not even like, oh, I'm intentionally going to speak to this office. It's just, oh, there's a project we're working on and we need like, you know, to, to act collaboratively. And that's one thing I'm always super excited. And I've, I've watched a lot of videos about sort of Endeavor and, you know, even some of the, the interviews that you had earlier for this podcast. And it's super, super interesting to hear people just, you know, talk about Endeavor and they always use, oh, I love Endeavor, I love, and they use the word love, and that's a pretty strong word, right? <laughs> right? But it's, 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 it's something that I think, you know, I sort of smile when I sort of hear people talk about it, because it's not very common, right, for people to talk about their companies and, 
use you know words like that and i think it's it's a testament to the work that's been done but even also i think it might just be a testament to the people that have been hired as well right to ensure it's a, it's a great fit for it all right um so among the the first again you're, you're in like the first quarter of your year you spoke about yeah. all of the things that you love which is awesome but i also want to be like authentic like the real what's happening um what are some of the things that maybe surprised you or things that, so you weren't anticipating the love, but were there mm -hmm. other things that you were just like not expecting from the JD or from the interview process? They're like, Whoa, uh, all right. Yeah. So, so if I was to think about, I guess, just in general, things that have sort of, you know, I, 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 that have sort of shook me. I think I'll, I'll start with one around, um, the because the role involves like account management right where you have to individually work with the different startups very very closely one thing that i sort of was i guess a little bit shocked at was how hands-on endeavor is right and even the team especially with the the startups to ensure that there is a community effort so it's not just like light touches from what i see it's around oh you know and you almost have to develop like a friendship with you know, the different startups right or the different founders and that's the only way you can provide good value for them and i think for me it's, it's one that you know i'm sort of having to sort of pick up on right and improve on because now you sort of have to ensure you have, you have people that trust you um to with their information but can even rely on you for, for assistance so that that's one bit that i think has how hands in it is you know it shocked me simply because like i mean i was coming from a place where we were doing that before for healthcare startups but it definitely was not as as um, heavy touches as much this is. Now, secondly, as well, was around the remote work. I've I don't think I've ever seen a company that can work so greatly remotely. And you might not need to go right go back <laughs> into the office, right? I mean, I you know, and I, I joined Endeavor and like for the first two months we were remote, and I was like, why, you know, does this company ever need to be physical? Just simply because um, it's so productive even um, uh, virtually, Maybe, I think also because of the global presence, right? There's also a lot of countries involved, markets involved, people involved. And so, you know, it'd be hard to try and make everything physical. And so um, um, that's the second thing is, you know, sort of how productive they were sort of um, um, virtually. But um, beyond all of that, you know, I think at the end of the day, one thing that sort of shocked me was as well was, you know, how, you know, when I would watch videos of Linda or like see a, uh, um, join one of the webinars, it's how there's just like passion, you know, like it's deep rooted with every single person, right? And I'm trying to understand, like, you know, is it like how do these people find each other? Because it almost seems You're like- You're going to call. Yeah, it, it, it seems like the a legit cult, right? You know, people move from one country to another and then they're still sticking with Endeavor. And that's pretty cool, right? Um, and and I think locally, right? So locally, if I talk about the Nigerian office specifically, it's a pretty small team, right? But it's a pretty lean team. And, you know, it's a bunch of smart people. And 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 one thing I sort of got into from where I was coming from, in where which was healthcare, um, I've gotten to see that there's just, you know, um, there's a lot more that's going on out there and, you know, it could be very challenging, right? If I think about things that have sort of been challenging to me, you know, the first, first two months, maybe even until now, right? It's being able to tap into the resources available at Global, 
right? Um, um, you know, trying to, how do you like introduce yourself to them, but even also ensure that they, um, they work with you to provide the services that they need, especially for the outlier companies, right? So even communicating with them and, and trying to build that relationship with them, is, it was really tough for me, right? And it's one that, you know, the more conversations you have, the more comfortable, you know, you get. Um, still very, you know, still, still trying to get more comfortable on uh, talking on the global Slack, though, but we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I'm just putting messages out on the global Slack and people are just like rolling their eyes and, uh, you know, from their computers. Oh God, this guy again, but yeah. whatever, you just got to do it. You got to yeah. do it. Um, yeah. All right. So here actually does come the test. Um, final question, which is of our values, which is the one that speaks to you the most? All right. So there's sort of, I think two big ones that I sort of, I remember even from the very first time I saw it. One is the um, um, entrepreneur first. Um, that's one that was pretty interesting for me. And then second one is the going big, right? Um, I mean, like I said earlier, one of the reasons I really wanted to, what I was excited about it was sort of, you know, had the, the scale at which the entrepreneurs were, were working on. And and it, it makes it a little bit, a lot more grander, but a lot, you know, a lot more impact when you think about, and, and, and I'm speaking this specifically from the African continent, because when I think about the growth potential for the continent, but even sort of, you know, the work that's been done on the input side to ensure that the continent grows to become, you know, very, very competitive in, in the global space. Um, the, the going big just, it just, it just works for me because, you know, it lets me realize that whatever sort of passion and, 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 and vision and desire that I have for the continent, there's a lot more entrepreneurs that are, about, that are working on that. And it's very exciting when I sort of see that Endeavor is back in, you know, founders that are trying to go big, break barriers, break boundaries, and especially in areas where you know, people may think it's, it's doesn't make sense. So for example, when we have some of our, our entrepreneurs who, you know, are in Nigeria and the next thing they're saying they want to expand into Brazil, right? Or they want to expand to Mexico. And every other person's like, wait, what's going on? You don't like, I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make like it doesn't make any sense. And then yeah, you're like, yeah, it probably doesn't make sense to you, but there's something going on. There's something to really dig deep about. And so that, that that's pretty fascinating thing. And 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 I think for me, the um, you know, the and and entrepreneur first is pretty interesting as well, simply because you know, I, I think, you know, in the past three months, right, I've sort of been, you know, observing a lot of things that have happened, and I think even locally and globally, because obviously, you know, founders are always having sort of issues with companies and, and things like that. And consistently, in every instance that I've sort of seen, even at the local level, with challenges that, you know, um, founders are having, whether it's with their investors or even with um, partners, it's the endeavor message is always, and this is both locally and even globally, is look, we are entrepreneur first and we're always gonna support, you know, our entrepreneur, you know, and hope that they trust us. And and so those two things have really been one that I've been very impressed, right? Because it's one thing to say, right? Yeah, entrepreneur first and nothing to actually, you know, back it up. And it's very good to see that that's, that that's really the case. Um, and, and, and lastly, I would actually talk about the network of trust. And I talk about network of trust only because a lot has happened in 2020, right? 
and a lot of founders have gone through a lot of really, really crazy things over this year. And in the past three months of joining, I've seen WhatsApp groups, like messages everywhere where, where, you know, founders are trying to piggyback off of the, you know, other founders in the community or endeavor for assistance, for help. And they're, you know, giving out a lot of confidential information that could literally destroy their companies, right? But, but, but they're comfortably able to, and, and able to do that now and share it, especially because, I mean, COVID has hit really hard and in Nigeria as well. I mean, a lot of things had to happen again, even after we got out of, I mean, there's still COVID, but we got out of lockdown, right? You know, yeah. problems with the government, um, there was protests, you know, there were killings, right? And so mm-hmm. Lagos, you know, the whole country is sort of, I mean, I mean we're still on a curfew now, right? And so, yeah. Um, um, so it's been pretty tough, right? Even from a, a, a local perspective, and and com- a lot of companies have been hit hard, right? If you think about even you know um, the past week or p- past two weeks, uh, a lot of you know stores were burnt down, a lot of people were killed, and so you can imagine founders that have some of these retail stores. What happens to them? But it was so exciting to see them sort of you know you know see the other founders and the community cheer them up. Um, to ensure that, you know, they would get passed through this as well and that there's always, you know, a community of people here to back you up as you sort of, you know, get back up because, yeah, 2020 has been really, really tough. And I think that's what that might have helped a lot more founders this year. That's, uh, that's pretty amazing. And, and I think, you know, what your answer got to is that uh, these values are things that, like, they're not just words on a paper or on a PDF, but these are things that actually we, um, Hey, are you still there? Yes, I'm here. Oh man. I was going to end it. And then I think my internet interrupted <laughs> right in the middle. All right. I was going to end on such an inspirational note, but really, um, I think you said it all yourself. So, mm-hmm. um, that's that's it for today. Uh, Mide, thanks so much for agreeing to chat, um, to kind of step up to the uh, stage just a couple <laughs> months in, and uh, you're off to a fantastic start in Never, and I hope it's just uh, the start of a very long career here. So thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Nathan. Appreciate it. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right, then. Bye. Bye.